which is alternative reality game. And I want to show you a video here on YouTube. It's by the uh, Financial Times. And I'm going to pull it up because I want you to know what this puzzle is about. And I want you to know, too, how it connects to QAnon. Right, because that's the big mystique about it. And now they have cryptocurrency. But the question is: Is the Cicada 3301 token the new FTX? And today we are going to explore that. Alright, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do the old lady groove in her chair. I'm not an old lady, I just I should stop saying that, but I just feel like like I need to get glow sticks or something, right? All right, so I'm going to share the screen here, and I'm sourcing fair use. We're just uh, educating the public about what's going on. This is a transformative work, and let's get started. Oh, that was an abrupt, you know, <laughs> stop, right? The human mind is a tricky thing. For example, if you sit in front of a television set with just snow on, eventually you will start to see things. Because your brain can't deal with the idea that there's nothing connected in the information you're seeing. Q clearance, I had a Q clearance when I worked. A Q clearance is a clearance given by the Department of Energy. What if everything you knew about the world was wrong? Because the good guys were really the bad guys, and the bad guys were way worse than you ever imagined. And what if the only people brave enough to expose this truth were a bunch of concerned military or intelligence insiders? QAnon is the online conspiracy that claims exactly that. But that narrative is almost a distraction. Taken at face value, at the heart of Q lies an effort to generate distrust. 
Whether it's a state-sponsored disinformation campaign or something more spontaneous is harder to say. Simplifying it, as most of the media currently does, as a far-right conspiracy that worships Trump and believes his opponents are satanic pedophiles, probably misses the point. I first came across Q last summer. The FT had invited Adam Curtis, the cult BBC documentary maker, to a one-off experimental stage show. He told the story of Operation Mindfuck, which he explained had been devised by two counterculture radicals in the 1960s. Both were practitioners of something called Discordianism, a sort of parody religion centered on the worship of the goddess of chaos, Eris. One of them, Kerry Thornley, wanted to understand how malleable reality really was. He did so by starting a conspiracy of his own in the letters pages of Playboy magazine, anonymously. The letter asked if a single secret society, the Illuminati, was really behind all the political assassinations in the world. Kerry Thornley thought this was a crazy idea that nobody would ever believe, except that over time, strange coincidences, often involving the government, kept happening to him. These eventually made him believe his own conspiracy, prompting a huge amount of self-doubt to the point he no longer knew what was real or not. Adam Curtis links that to the emergence of the dual state theory at the heart of QAnon. What he didn't reckon with was the fact that there really was what one state department man called, he was called Hans Morgenthau, he called it a dual state. He said, look, if you've got a democracy, democracy has got to keep its people safe, and that means at some points it's going to have to do something very bad. But in democracies, you can't tell them. You can do it if you're a dictator, but you can't do it in democracies. You've got to keep it quiet. And he, in 1955, called it, disapprovingly, he called it the dual state, which is, I think, the origin of the phrase we will now know, the deep state. QAnon's origins are remarkably similar. In 2017, the Q team, whoever they may be, made use of the modern equivalent of the Playboy's letters page. It's a message board called 4chan. They used it to bring the world dispatches about this secret dual system. A YouTuber called Defango has since claimed the work was his. He says he created Q as an alternative reality game, mostly for the lols, but also to smoke out bad journalists in the alternative media space. But he also says that in 2018, a man called Thomas Schoenberger wrested control of the game from him. And in a nod to Operation Mindfuck, Defango says he too is no longer sure if he ever controlled the game at all. Nobody knows if what he says is really true. What is becoming clear is that the whole thing has run away with itself. Q drops a cryptic message encouraging Q followers known as Bakers to go and solve. He tells them to do their own research. Bakers authenticate that it's really Q via the trip code used in the post. They package the information into a wider map based on so-called proofs. Coincidences matter, as do symbols. The best proof is when Donald Trump himself tweets or says something that can be correlated to Q. The clues lead to the coming of the storm. The storm is the day the cabal will be eliminated. From this comes a world of Q clocks, quantum computers and time travel theory. Yes, really, because Donald Trump's uncle was asked to evaluate Nikola Tesla's remaining documents after he died, which really happened, and that's how he he figured out how to make a time machine. And Q might be a messenger from the future or something like that. QAnon may be a byproduct of how today's highly bespoke information landscape operates. In a world of unlimited data, anyone can take a kernel of suspicion and run with it to confirm their own biases with a view to amplifying them further. Add to that the easily weaponized nature of social media, from tweets and blogs to YouTube videos, and you can see how a bad actor can generate chaos and friction to sow discontent.
who is pushing the buttons doesn't necessarily matter. What matters are the techniques they are using. Anyone who plays live-action role-playing games known as LARPs will recognize the gaming elements of QAnon. In 2015, 2016, 2017, there were a lot of what are called LARPs. Live-action role-playing is what the term means. And it really just means that there's a person pretending to be somebody else. The players knew they weren't real, but it was fun for them to interact with. But what happened on 4chan and 8chan is that individual people would go and LARP all by themselves and create basically a single point of contact for an entire alternate reality game. In 2016, there was FBI Anon and CIA Anon and Meganon and all of these different LARPs that were basically practicing, that were prototyping what QAnon is. In many ways, the connections Jim identifies echo the madness of the QAnon network maps. There are disaffected spies, there's Julian Assange, famous filmmakers, technologists and LARPers, and even secret societies and cults. But there are also links to internet mysteries like Cicada, and ideologies that link back to the libertarian philosophies expressed by the cypherpunks who brought us Bitcoin. Most concerning are connections to a possible real-life occult movement that was the offshoot of the theosophy theory that influenced Heinrich Himmler and the Nazis. It is another rabbit hole. Cicada was a really interesting, legitimate internet puzzle game that a lot of people played because it involved many cool techniques, cryptography and steganography and cryptocurrency and all this really interesting stuff packaged into an investigation that you needed to do. And you had to be really smart and really good in order to even come close to it. And that was one of the appeals. So it turns out there's a, there's a guy named Thomas Schoenberger. He saw the Cicada game as an opportunity to radicalize smart people. And he ended up creating puzzles and calling it Cicada, even though he was not the creator of it. To this day, no one seems quite sure who the creative Cicada was. We haven't been able to confirm Thomas Schoenberger's involvement in either Cicada or QAnon. He's currently thought of as the guru behind Cicada 3301. Cicada was this game that Thomas Schoenberger, basically the term is game jacked from the originators and is still running it to some extent. In the beginning, it was very much about cryptography and technology and espionage and cool and interesting topics, but in no way political, in no way harmful. What happened when Thomas got on board is that suddenly the themes turned very dark. They turned into artifacts and symbology from the occult, even Nazi symbology. One of the biggest prize was the Spear of Destiny. It's a Christian symbol, but also used heavily by Hitler and the Nazis. And that was the final prize of a cicada puzzle. That's the kind of thing that it started to do more and more. And the later it went, the more radical it got. And frankly, the closer to QAnon it got. Tell us a bit more about how Cicada links into QAnon. There's a woman named Lisa Klapier who runs an account called Snow White 7IM. And her job was to bring people from Cicada to QAnon. So there was a whole theme about follow the white rabbit a whole theme around Snow White and Disney characters. And that theme was used specifically to pull people from Cicada into QAnon. 
Jim told me these amplifier accounts are frequently endorsed by former intelligence personalities like Bill Binney and Robert David Steele to give them credibility. So if all of this is fantastical, why would they be lending support? My name is John Seifert. Okay, I spent 28 years right. in the Central Intelligence Agency Here. in clandestine. All right. So I'm going to stop it right there. I just want to give you a little bit of a background. Also, I want you to pay attention to the fact that they said that Thomas Schoenberger, Schoenberger game-jacked it, meaning that he wasn't the original. Uh, the team that may be now may not be the original people that did the did the puzzles or were involved with it. It's it's like been taken, it was taken over from what it was originally. And uh, and also I want to show you how Thomas Schoenberger is part of the team of uh, Cicada, uh, the Cicada token. And I'm going to pull this um, up here for a second for you to take a look at. It is, um, it says meet us. Uh, the uh, the cicada team, and I'm going to share that on the screen here in just a second. I'm waiting for it to kind of buffer up before I do that. Hold on. Let me make sure that the page is coming in okay. Okay, yeah, it's there. All right, so I'm going to... Okay, I'm going to go ahead and reshare that. Give me just a second. Uh, hold on, where did I have it at? Oh, there it is. Okay. All right, so this is uh, the Cicada token here, Cicada 3301 token, meet the team. And let's just go, let's just go through some of the people here that are uh, are on the cicada token uh, you've got thomas schoenberger founder 2012 senior partner cicada 3301 llc and intellectual property composer puzzle master thomas schoenberger.com all right we have michael levine who is senior partner 2014 cicada 3301 llc trademarks and intellectual property composer producer he's a pretty big name he's won several awards uh he's actually He's actually big, bigger than Schoenberger. Okay. Anna Cooper, a senior partner, 2021 Cicada 3301 LLCBA. She's got a bachelor's. All right. So you've got Matthew Chapman, who's the director of the project of, of director of project management and social media security, back end implement, implementation, managing director of startups. And then I want you also to focus on Marsha Stockton. Uh, now, I did do a show with some of the people from uh, Cicada, and I, unbeknownst to me, they were also on the Cicada, Cicada token. Sorry, I called it Cicada. I meant to call it Cicada. <laughs> I'm kind of nervous about this because wait till wait till where I take you take you where we go with this. All right, so we got Marsha L. Stockton, composer of the um, number, the hashtag, the 50 arranger, master inventor, 61 patents, chaired IBM software architecture and patent boards, tech advisor to CEO, CIOs, BA in music, 1975. 
And then she's at MarciaStocktonMusic.com. Now, also, I want you to pay attention to a woman here. Her name is Mindy Waite. Uh, her bio here says Project Initiatives Leadership Aerospace and Defense, Defense Industry, General Dynamics, Northrop Grumman, Design, Art History, International Relations, Law, Psychology, and then Writing. So I had M Mindy and Marsha on a show that I titled The C Cicada Effect. And behind putting that show together was Thomas Schoenberger. Uh, so he organized it, or he wanted me to do a show with them. And I did, all right? And I want to show you a, a clip of that show because uh, during the broadcast, they talk about how they give money through their cryptocurrency to refugees. And I want to play that clip for you here. And that's part of the token. Like when you're playing the game, you're investing in the Cicada token, the Cicada 3301 token, and you're also helping other people, refugees. All right. So I want to show that clip from my own show. So I'm going to do the share screen here. Okay, go to this. All right, and I'm gonna go ahead and, let's just make sure I got that right. I'm a little bit anal retentive. I gotta make sure that, I have a little bit of OCD. All right, I know I did it right that time. All right, okay, here we go. In philanthropy. Um, we see issues in the world that are not, that political solutions are not. All right, so she says they have an interest in philanthropy. So we're gonna go into it right now. I, that her word got caught up there, so I'm gonna make sure that you, you got that. She says, Cicada has an interest, Cicada 3301 has an interest in philanthropy. Able to solve, or have not been able to solve. And so like, for example, um, with the Cicada token, we were able to make a modest contribution to an organization that was directly helping refugees. And it wasn't about supporting this side or that side in a conflict. It was about people displaced from their homes, you know, that were without resources. It was just something we felt like we could do to help. Um, it's interesting that that, that that donation we made has been sort of challenged by people that, um, have been have been less than friendly. Let me put it that way: less than friendly to to our initiatives. But um, you know, it's true. We did make this donation. We do have the proof through uh, receipts and so on. Okay. Okay. That's uh, thank you so for I'm, sharing that. And that's okay, uh, I'm going to stop that right there. All right. And I'm going to I'm going to show you one of the receipts that they have. Uh, I found it originally on Freedom Freedom Publishers Union blog and uh, I, I did take a I did take a screenshot of it and I'm gonna pull it up here. All right. It is the letter of the verification is from uh, the Polish Knights of Malta. 
and I'm going to, here we go. All right, so make sure you can see that okay in the screen there. All right, yeah. The Polish Knights of Malta. Uh, you can see that they're in London. Okay, so dear, of course, that's redacted. All right. I'm writing to acknowledge the very generous donation that you have arranged to the Association of the Polish Knights of Malta UK towards their Ukraine crisis support. We are in daily contact with the Polish Knights of Malta volunteers on the border with Ukraine, consequently have a finger on the pulse of this developing situation. The needs are great and the work of our volunteers is steadfast and unswerving, whether it is for medical and health needs, security and safety of mothers and children, and now most recently protecting them from being the human trafficked by the unscrupulous. Please accept this letter as a receipt of your donation to our charity, the Association of the Polish Knights of Malta UK, received gratefully with many thanks from all of us and especially from those on the border between Ukraine and Poland. Yours very sincerely, Dr. Mark Stella Sawicki. Dr. Mark Stella Sawicki, M-B-E-K-M-K-S-K-C-S-G. Now, I wanted to verify this. I wanted to verify who Dr. Mark Stella Sawicki is. But I noticed something about this document that here, doctor doesn't have a period. And you might go, okay, well, that what does that matter? It does matter because, all right, I just took a course. I had to take a, a course uh, for my job. I'm a tutoring job. I tutor for bi I tutor biology and anthropology, and I had to go through a course. And it talked about scams and phishing and things that happen on the internet. And when you are getting scammed, one of the things that you notice is that there, there's a misprint or a typo that shouldn't be there. Like you think if this is coming from the Knights of Malta, then you would think that here, this is a big deal, right? Registered UK charity number 1102122. And I looked up and that char charity is accurate. But what I thought was, was interesting about it was that when I researched this guy's name, all right, let's click into here for a second. I don't know if you're going to see that. Yeah, I got a doctor, right? Doc, what, is it, what does it say here? Let's just go back. It says Dr. Mark Stella, right? Dr. Mark Stella, <clears throat> what is it, Sawiski? Sawiki, all right? Dr. Mark, forgive me, Dr. Mark Stella Sawiki. All right, I'm going to take it off of there. And I'm going to show you the website of the Knights of Malta and, and you know the, the Knights of Malta in Poland, right? Their charity, their 501c3. And I want you to notice something. Association of Polish Knights of Malta United Kingdom, Association of Polish Knights of Malta UK, Dr. Merrick Stella 
Sawicki, MMBE, MBE, KM, an interview with Polarity International. So here's an interview with the guy. I'm assuming, yeah, it's a man. I saw, I saw a picture of him. But why Dr. Merrick? It's not Mark. It's Dr. Merrick. So why, why would this letter, let me, let me go back, which was published on Freedoms, Publish, Freedoms Publishers Union. And I, I, I will make sure that I source that blog for you. Why would it be signed? Here we go. Dr. Mark Selisawicki. Dr. Mark Selisawicki. It's not Mark. It's Merrick. It's, it's wrong. I'm questioning the authenticity of this. Of, of this. See, you can tell. FreedomPublishersUnion.net. That's from the blog. This is their receipt. Their receipt has the wrong name on it. Dr. Dr. Mark Stella Sawicki. I'm just going to go back again. I, I'm, I'm going to toggle between the two the two things because it, it's it's a fake document, is what I think. That that's what I think. All right. I, <clears throat> correct me if I'm wrong, but something doesn't add up. Dr. Mel Merrick Stella Sawicki, MMBE, KM, an interview with Polarity International. All right. So you have people investing in this token thinking that their money is going towards refugees or for humanitarian efforts. And they're showing a document as a receipt with the name spelled incorrectly that signed the document. Dr. Merrick. The association, I'm reading this article here a little bit. The Association of Polish Knights of Malta UK or APKMUK was established as a British charity organization in the UK in 2002 to carry on the noble work of the Order of the Malta. Could you share some insight with our readers of the establishment? Oh, okay. Why would that guy sign a letter and sign his name incorrectly? That That's my big question here. I don't know about you, but if you're investing money and you're looking at documents proving that you're you know being philanthropic about things, Oh, we're into philanthropy. We want to give to other people. We want to help humanity. But your document doesn't have the right name on it. It's not spelled right. Hmm. So isn't that a false pretense to be taking cryptocurrency for humanitarian efforts for refugees in the Ukraine? I find that really, I find that really interesting. And I found... Some articles. I'm, I want. I'm going to go ahead and click on a couple of things. Let, let's go to Freedom Pub, Freedom Publishers Union blog. Let's, let's take a look at that and see what they say. What he writes around 
Now, the person who writes this, his name is you. He goes by you and Richie. He also goes by Chris McGimsey Jones. Okay. So let us look at it here for a second. Freedom Publishers Union, Cicada 3301 token. I'm writing to acknowledge the very generous donation that you've arranged to the Association of the Polish Knights of Malta. It's rewritten here. Dr. Mark Stella Sawiski. Not his real name. Period missing. You know, I really think Ewan needs to work on his grammar. <laughs> If you're going to scam people, I guess, like, if you are going to scam people, then the, the, maybe the document needs to be misspelled, right? Is that how it works? Like, that's how you know, like, when you get one of those texts from Amazon and they go, oh, you know, you get a, or you get a letter, yeah, you've been compromised. And then you, you notice that there are anomalies that are wrong with it. It's something spelled wrong. It doesn't have the right address exactly. The links don't, don't really, don't click on it. Right. Okay, I'm gonna let that go there. Now, I also wanna bring up an article that I found. Now, the thing about, let's go back to Freedom Publishers. This was published, I'm gonna show you when it was published. So the, so the letter is shown on this blog. And by the way, Chris McGimsey Jones works really close with Thomas Schoenberger. As a matter of fact, I read a couple of his blog posts in that interview that I did with Marcia Stockton and Mindy Waite. This was published on April 4th, 2022. So last spring, we have a receipt. And I, I find it interesting that it says, I'm, I'm writing to acknowledge the very generous donation that you have arranged. Doesn't say what the donation is, doesn't say the amount. You know, you think when you get a letter, you're supposed to get a letter and it's like it, you can write this off on your taxes. It's like a verification, but there's no amount given. What is the arrangement? It's very, very vague what's been arranged. But I feel that when Marsha was on my show, she was almost, it almost like it already had happened. Like they'd, they'd already given this money. They've already helped these people. And their receipt is a document, a letter signed incorrectly. The guy doesn't know how to spell his name. Interesting. I find that really interesting. All right, so I want to bring up another article here that I want to share with you. And this is from the globennewswire.com. And this was public, published on March 31st, 2022. So it was literally just a few days before the letter showed up on, you know, the, the letter of thank you so much for your arrangement showed up on Freedom Publishers Union blog. Okay, here we go. So Cicada 3301 delivers, okay, I accept the cookies. All right, Cicada 3301 delivers humanitarian aid to refugees via unique crypto token. 
Cicada 3301 LLC launched a new utility token called Cicada on the Ethereum blockchain. Woodland Hills, California, March 31st, 2022. Globe Newswire. Cicada 3301, the mysterious puzzle creating organization best known for advocating privacy and human rights, has once again revealed its global presence with cryptic posters spotted in Italy, Hungary, Brussels, New York, and elsewhere. Astonishingly, what has also emerged is a unique crypto token issued by Cicada 3301 LLC, linked to the organization's humanitarian goals. Since its release, the new token has gained 20% in daily trade. Wow, that's impressive, right? Since its release, the new token has gained 20% in daily trade. The token may appeal to young investors demanding investments aligned with their personal philosophy and to those seeking an efficient means to deliver relief to troubled areas. The community of Cicada solvers is thought to number in the millions worldwide as its key themes know no geographic boundaries. The new posters, War in Ukraine, and look at the spelling of that, War in U. Crane, C-R-A-I-N. Well, isn't that lovely? Why not just spell it the way it is? Are they are they are they just being special here or what? They're being kitschy. Oh, okay. Carry a double meaning hinting at psychological aspects of the Russian-Ukraine co conflict. The Cicada governance team includes noted directors, composers, artists, producers, and writers, as well as in Deep expertise in cryptography, cryptocurrency, blockchain, technologies, and non-fungible tokens, NFTs. We intend to raise funds for women and children displaced by the regional conflict, says New Zealand artist and senior partner Anna Cooper. The idea of a philanthropic token is entirely new within the cryptocurrency world, says Michael Levine, a well-known composer Cicada member. Levine, famous for his Kit Kat jingle. Oh, give me one of those Kit Kat bars. Okay, adds with his token, we can make a difference in the lives of the most vulnerable victims of war. According to Cooper, well, you can if you have the guy who signs the document sign his like correct name, then you can really make a difference. According to Cooper, interest in Cicada 3301 remains unabated since its birth in 2012. She adds, people can feel good about investing in a token that addresses the immediate needs of women and children displaced by crisis. In the past, charities have sometimes proven slow to address the urgent issues of food and shelter facing these women and their children, whereas cryptocurrency offers a way to deliver meaningful targeted relief with the immediacy that is needed. The group's Discord community where the first official announcement of the Cicada token occurred on Pi Day, March 14, 2022. So this currency is new, all right? After QAnon, after the association, after it was game jacked, it now has cryptocurrency that they're giving, they're, they're advertising, they're getting investors with, that they have a document that is signed incorrectly 
It's not the guy's name. How interesting is this? The announcement launched a new multi-layer, multi-dimensional puzzle. According to board member Matthew Chapman, a significant feature of the new puzzle architecture is the inclusion of crypto wallets containing cicada tokens within puzzles. This serves three purposes, incentive to solve, price for solving, and verification for the community of whether a given puzzle has been solved. The first puzzle was just solved. Many more puzzles and rewards lie ahead. Cicada wants to deliver immediate help to those who feel most helpless. The token is there to offer immediate assistance to women and children caught in a, tra caught in a tragic refugee situation. The, to the Cicada token trades on the Ethereum blockchain. The initial coin offering is on Uniswap. And then they have for more information. There is no offer to sell, no solicitation, if an offer to buy, and no recommendation of any medical related or any product or service in this article. Okay. So let's get the timeline here again. It's launched March 14th, 2022. They have their letter of where it's going from the night Polish Knights of Malta, which is a suspicious letter, I might say. March 14th, it's launched. And March 31st, this article comes out. And on April 4th, Chris McGimsey Jones publishes a questionable letter of thank you and acknowledgement of their arrangement for to get the token to help refugees with Ukraine war. I find it interesting that Marsha didn't say that it was for the Ukraine war. Like, why would she, she just like said, oh, it's for refugees. No, not, not like Knights of Malta and what my receipt was and where the money was going. This is all new, right? I mean, because if this happened, I mean, we're ending the year. Tomorrow is New Year's Eve. So it's not even a year old. And yet this is how they're pushing the token. All right, so let's look at hold on <laughs> I almost want to go back to here and show let's 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 just look at this one more time just just for fun and you know what I think I'm gonna play a little music while we look at it. let's just look at this one more time let's go back let's go back to here right I love that background music. Let's play this music here. Take a look at it just a little bit more. I mean, I'm not really up on cryptocurrency. I mean, I'd have to get an education. But it looks like Something's going on, right? Go through here. 
All right, I'm gonna stop there. Well, leave it there for a second. I'm gonna close a few windows here that I don't need anymore. And searching my history. Yeah, it wants to act up. I've, I've wanted to play this earlier, and for some reason I can't. Okay, so but let's just look at this. I need BNB to buy the next doggy token. Hmm. And this was posted on June 3rd, 2021. So maybe it's been around longer, right? I wish that would play. Just wants to act up. Thank you. 
Am I going to show you something? Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to show you something here. All right, I want to I want to show you how the token is actually embedded into the game because I actually showed it at the beginning of this video. All right, just let me I know this is going to be annoying, but I want to make sure that you the full effect and I have to double check to make sure that I put the right sound. Do I have that? Okay, it's got to have the sound. Okay, here we go. And we're off. Thank you. 
All right, so I'm going to stop it right there. So you get you saw how you saw the token in the beginning of it. So that is what one of the puzzles looks like. So I wanted to show you that. The next thing I want to bring up is an article that I found really interesting. And, and originally, the video that I showed you was part of it. It was embedded in this article, so from YouTube, from the Financial Times. Now, the title of the article is QAnon is an attack on democracy and must be eliminated. Pretty strong there, right? And I'm showing you because in the video, it talked about background and people and this and that. And I want to just kind of scroll through the uh, Thomas Schoenberger Association and what the article really has to say about it. I'm kind of skimming ahead here. Okay, and it goes to the QAnon history and everything, but I want to get to, here we go. Right here it says, in September 2017, Manuel Chavez, a.k.a. Defango, who had been working for the ARG Cicada 3301, was likely involved in these early LARPs as well as Discord chat server. Chavez claims that Q was his idea, and this server was set up specifically for that purpose, although he has no proof of this. Again, I'm reading from the street which is money talks, stocks and options. So, all right, and there's a little blurb on Defango here. Okay. It's another little bit. In October, 2017, the idea for Q Clearance Patriot was born on Chavez's Discord server and microchip posted to 4chan on October 31st, which came to be known as the first Q drops. Within two days, a host of right-wing trolls and grifters began to amplify this LARP. Among the first was Tracy Diaz, an extremist grifter who has been making a living from QAnon ever since. As the buzz grew, more people joined the server with microchips, uh, Spiky, I guess, and Brower. This included people associated with InfoWars, 8chan, Michael Flynn, Cicada3301, and Thomas Schoenberger. Q then began posting references to movies and characters as well as pseudo-governmental predictions. These included repeated references to Snow White, who is a Twitter LARP run by Lisa Clapier. Her job was to recruit people from Cicada3301 and ARG that was Game Jack stolen by Thomas Schoenberger that is that also influenced Q. Here's the official Cicada video channel run by Lisa Clapier. Before and after QAnon started, the text changed sometime between 826 and 1019, 2018. Here is the actual creator of the 2017 Cicada puzzles discussing the game jacking of Cicada, among many other things. Lisa Clapier 
appears to have been compromised during a stretch in prison for fraud between 2007 and 2010. She has been infiltrating and weaponizing American social movements ever since, including Occupy, Anonymous, Unify, Thrive, No Dapple, Standing Rock, Cicada, and QAnon. She also regularly confesses both publicly and privately. Okay, I'm going to skim through a little bit through here. And again, I'm going to have all of a source so you can look at everything at your leisure. But I just want to highlight certain parts of it for this particular broadcast. Okay, here's another thing. In August 2018, Jack Posobiec began an operation to identify microchip as the originator of Q. Posobiec created a number of videos during this period threatening to expose Q as a hoax and identified Thomas Schoenberger as someone involved with QAnon. By then, Lisa Clapier, a.k.a. Snow White 71AM, a.k.a. Pista Sophia, managed to infiltrate and become part of the Q Court team. Clapier appears to be Schoenberger's handler as she provides him the attention he requires as a narcissist as well as paying his bills. Schoenberger can now be seen as running dark ops for QAnon. Schoenberger and Clapier are experts in mind-fucking people to indoctrinate, indoctrinate them. However, Thomas takes particular pleasure in torturing people into mental hospitals and several times it appears to death. Mindy Waite, who was also on my show, by the way, Mindy Waite is their enforcer and fixer. She is an expert at playing victim and threatening enemies. Clapier is also good friends with Jason Sullivan and Oliver Stone's son, Sean, who does production and voiceover for QAnon videos. Here is Sean Stone in 2015 interviewing literal satanic pedophile Michael Aquino, who also a PSYOPs expert and mentor to Jim Watkins and Thomas Schoenberger. I didn't know that. And again, this is a, a mainstream publication. This is not disinfo. This is not conspiracy. This is the street. I looked it up, and I, and I looked up at the quality of, of the journalism. And it is, there's a lot to look at here. And I'm going to source this. All right, so now that I've shown you that, I want to take you back to my video and I'm going to put it up to like around I think the 33 mark where I ask a question about QAnon's connect I mean Cicada's connection to QAnon I think it might be around there I might I might go a little early on that but I want to I want to let you hear what they have to say about how they're not associated QAnon. And the game was never meant to be. And on the show, they're saying that a woman named Beth Bogart stole it from, from Thomas Schoenberger. I showed a graphic that uh, Chris McGimsey Jones had done where some tweets where Thomas was saying, hey, why are you calling this Q as if he was duped from everything? Okay. So 
I want to show both sides to the argument here. So let's let's start it. Let's start it in just a second. I know I'm annoying. And I have to get a mouse. I have a clicking noise. I'll get better, I promise. Okay, here we go. Making it look like Cicada was involved in running the 17th letter operation. And that's kind of like a multi. Did you see that was Chris McGimsey Jones showing saying hi in the chat. So he was there that night, right? So just letting you know all the players that were involved with the show. Player thing that happened, but definitely, yes, she was one of the people involved along with um, some others that, that are. She's referencing Beth Bogart. Maybe I should take it back a little bit more. Let's go back. Let's go back to here. You steal some of the ideas or, you know, okay. Yeah. Let's kind back. of, let's go um, back a little farther, you know, nefarious or, uh, or, 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 or can be associated with being the real 17th letter of the alphabet. And now that we, you know, kind of gone into, to, you know, setting up what Cicada 3301 is, and, uh, you know, and, and again, I'm gonna include this other video. Matter of fact, let me include it in the chat right now. And I wanna say hi um, to Jeff Reed. I see you out there. So I didn't, I didn't wanna, I didn't uh, acknowledge you right away because um, when I click on to something, it, 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 it interrupts the video. <laughs> it makes a clicking noise when, it, when I listen to it later. And I was like, oh, I don't wanna do that. Probably already interrupted it anyways. But there is, if you wanted to watch uh, that whole video and uh, the YouTuber that made this video is called uh, Lamino and um, it's called Cicada 3301 and Internet Mystery. And I thought it was pretty good. It's worth, it's worth watching. And so if I'm gonna play somebody, I definitely wanna plug them. Um, Sword, Sword Nuckets says, um, when everyone okay, is telepathically open, open, there is no need for privacy. Sorry about that. Um, hmm. I don't know. You know, I, I think I think in some ways there is a need for privacy because you can't really um, trust everybody right now. It, it, what, what they're going to do with the information that you do have and how that you it might be used uh against you um, although um if everyone was telepathically Poor open uh, i love people uh, that would names. be kind of a cool world i suppose but we're not really quite there yet um oh i saw in the chat oh maybe not yet okay um so now I want to talk about how the hell, sorry for saying hell, um, how did this get morphed into um, the 17th letter of the alphabet? And, and, I, and I looked at some stuff. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pull up something from, uh, from Chris uh, from his blog. Um, uh, right now I'm, 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 I'm blanking on his name. McGinsey, how do you say his last name? How do you say Chris's last name? I guess it's McGimsey Jones. Chris McGimsey, McGimsey Jones. Jones. Yes, um, his blog site. He's done. He's got some uh, really great. 
uh, research about how it became the 17th letter of, of the alphabet. Um, and I, well, I wait, wait a minute, it did not become the 17th letter of the alphabet. Some people said it did, but that's right. not that right. It did. <laughs> right. Um, it looks like though, uh, a woman named Beth Bogart, from what I can okay, tell. And that I'm gonna story. stop it right there for a second because now I think I'm totally wrong about this. All right, so I'm, I'm, I'm retract. I didn't know the things I know today. So let's just keep going. Took some of what it was and turned it into something else. Is that is that fair enough to say? Mindy, do you want to address I, that one? Yeah. I would say not just singularly her. I would say that there was an effort to make. Now, this is Mindy Waite. And according, I just read in the article, according to, to the article, she is an expert victim person that ends up attacking people in the end. So the article that I just read wasn't very favorable to her. So I'm just giving you the background that the Mindy right there is the Mindy that was mentioned in the article. An appearance of kind of set the stage of making it look like Cicada was involved in running the 17th letter operation. And that's kind of like a multi-layered thing that happened, but definitely, yes, she was one of the people involved along with um, some others that, that are around her. And it's, more or less at some points you think, oh, well, they were just doing that because they wanted to bridge the two together at some point. But looking at it later, what they did, making some of us look like we were running it when we had nothing to do with the 17th letter, um, it, it appears very, very much like they were setting the stage to set people up to take the fall for. Now, I'm not really, honestly, I'm not really sure what Mindy's involvement with Cicada is. And when you watch this whole video, it is pretty nebulous. However, when you look at the, the Cicada team, she was on the bottom half. I didn't pay attention to it, but uh, she has, uh, you know, there's a picture of her and then it's, it's, you know, her resume, but it doesn't really say, I'm still kind of confused about what she's doing. So she came along basically with Thomas Schellenberger or any fallout from what went on with, with that operation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I'm going to say on my end, uh, you know, not knowing that there was a Cicada 3301, I watched, I wa Oh, there's Titus. Hey, he made it. Evening. Good evening. Going? <laughs> Welcome to the uh to, to the show thank you for making it tonight um now titus is I, i'm assuming a game player but he is he's done some documentaries there's he's you can find him on on i am uh db and uh, his you know his resume but i've also heard he was like a reality television star and i'm not really sure the extent of that but he did get involved with with QAnon. he was uh 
on Lift the Veil with Isaac Cappy. And if you don't know who Isaac Cappy is, he's the actor that said that Seth Green and his wife were into children and came out and said things, allegations against Steven Spielberg and Tom Hanks. And he uh, allegedly died by jumping off a bridge and committed, committing suicide. And he'd actually done, he, I, I saw some footage where he did shows with Isaac Cappy. We, we, we've uh, talked about them since you, you know, maybe you were watching, maybe you are not caught up, but um, we've just been talking about Cicada 3301 and what that is. And now we're at the point of how somehow parts of that were taken into the 17th letter of the alphabet, how that spewed off onto the internet. I know on my end, I was in um, online media, Revolution Radio, American Freedom Radio, and I watched a lot of people in that media lot, lot just become a part of this and reiterate this. Like it was just like it, it was a ball that was spinning out of control, basically, to where we are, where our our political world, you know, politics, our politicians are using, obviously the January 6th insurrection happened, whatever went on there, but it, it's been, I feel like it's now been used as a weapon in our, on the, on the political spectrum. I don't know if you guys would agree with that. What are your, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, because all they have to do is associate you with the 17th letter and then it disavows the rest of your research. Right. Yeah. And it also takes any truth in the information that might have been that might be really real about it. And they go, oh, well, that's just those people. That's those far right wing people that are saying that. And therefore, it, it makes anything that's truthful and in, in not valid. And exactly. I, I, I'm I'm wondering if that was the ultimate purpose of doing it in the first place. Can, yeah. Can I say something? Yes, go ahead. Well, from from my perspective, in hindsight, that was well planned and coordinated, involved many people. Yes, but Beth Bogarts was central to it. She was not the only one. There were others. She has given money and given computers and equipment and so forth to several other people to, to um, perform duties that I believe she directed. Um, the, I, I believe that the, the goal of that infiltration not only was to make, make it look like Cicada was, but also actually I think they were trying to frame Thomas Schoenberger and put him out of action. And uh, that's not been successful, actually. Um, we maybe maybe after a little while we might want to talk okay, about so the trademark. Stop and it! I'm gonna stop it right there. Uh, so so you you get there. You're hearing that's their side of the story from from when I interviewed you. Financial Times has a, a completely different um, you know opinion. They say that he game jacked the you know the game. So he wasn't originally with Cicada three three zero one. And yet they're arguing, and and again, let me say too that Marcia Stockton is working with. She composes with Thomas Schoenberger in creating the puzzles and the music and everything else. Thomas Schoenberger, she said, "Let's talk about the trademark." They are saying that Beth Bogart took the trademark away from them 
and therefore somehow they got cheated. But if Thomas Schoenberger game jacked the game itself and now is involved with creating cryptocurrency with a letter from the Knights of Malta in Poland that has the wrong name signing it, like it's misspelled. The guy has his name misspelled on a letter document and the typo with the doctor and the period missing, you know, where they're telling people, hey, invest in this because we're philanthropic about things. You're going to be investing in something that's going to help people in the Ukraine, and maybe they're not. And so he game jacked it. He's arguing about trademarks that he has no, that doesn't belong to him because he never, he's not the original creator of Cicada 3301. That's my point. So are these people just doing one big scam? Is this the new FTX? We know cryptocurrency has some very, I, I watched a documentary about a guy who died, you know, and had the password and then, and then all these people just lost all their money. And then, you know, his associates scamming people, you can see it on Netflix. And now we have this. I'm not trusting this cryptocurrency. I think there's something wrong with it. I think that there's something to question about it. I don't know for sure, right? But what I'm looking at and what I'm sharing with you today, it doesn't look authentic. And I'll just stop there. All right. Thank you for listening to my show. This is being uploaded to Rumble. I am now on Rumble. Look at me for not my rabbit hole altogether. That's how you can find me. I'll make sure that there's a link so you can join me on Rumble. Please like and share and subscribe. And Rumble is where I'm going to be able to talk and say the things that I really want to say. So thank you so much for tuning in. And let's get out of here, man. I'm going to say goodnight.